CinemaSins has a fan club. It's called The Sin Club, and members get all sorts of things like early episodes, bonus videos, merch discounts, and even monthly bonus podcasts. Membership starts at $3 a month, and you can sign up now at patreon.com slash CinemaSins. Like, it really is that many layers of... Oh, I know what you know. Oh, I know that you know what I know. Oh, but I know that you know what I know that you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Where does it end? Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined by Aaron Dicer from CinemaSins. Hi, Dilly Ho, Cinerinos. Yeah, this might be our first uh, Just You and Me uh, recording just for a mini-pod. Just the two of us. <laughs> and there's a reason for that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, today we're going to be doing a mini-pod of Tenet. A Tenny-pod. Uh, yeah, a Tenny-pod. <laughs> That's right. That's correct. Um, uh, the, the, you know, I mean, we're not going to force anybody on the team to go out and watch Tenet in the theaters. And I, personally, had to think about it for a really long time. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I went to buy tickets and, uh, I was like, okay, it looks like the distancing looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be sure to be wearing my mask there and hopefully everybody else is wearing masks. Now that's a dicey thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not, everybody is going to be doing that. And that's, and even I had to kind of like, you know, take it off every once in a while, but, uh, I tried to keep it on throughout, um, but uh, that was a thing. The the the, the I'm, I, I was a little bit nervous about going in to watch this movie. So there's that sort of hanging over your head while you're watching Tenet is that we're in a different age uh, and everything. But I felt like I was away from everybody in this theater. It was it was uh, you know it, it, it's like I wish that pre-COVID we could experience movies <laughs> like this. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, the spacing was really nice. Uh, the theater I went to did a really good job at uh you know putting things in place that that i felt comfortable with uh including Mm -hmm. the spacing the masks you know the mask thing like you said when people are eating obviously you can't eat through a mask and people want to eat their popcorn and their Mm m&ms and that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff um but uh but yeah i was at least six feet away from any other human both sides front and back um and so i felt pretty Mm -hmm. good about it i i echo the same sentiments as you um as for you know somebody who uh, for whatever reason has an audience where people you know look to them as a movie critic to know about movies, mm-hmm. I do feel a little bit of pressure. But I was conv- I was encouraged and convinced by uh, many of the listeners in the audience that you know be safe, prioritize mm-hmm. your health above all else, and I feel like I did, and I would encourage anybody else to do the same. Prior- yeah. Prioritize your health above any movie and uh, make sure you know your situation make sure you know the 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 situation of your area because this is a big country and everywhere is experiencing this differently so um, just take those things into consider and always prioritize your health I agree. Um, this is also going to be a weird mini pod in the fact that I don't know how to talk about this. Movie. <laughs> I'm so with you, man. Uh, I, I am so with you. Uh, uh, I mean, obviously, we're going to have to we're going to avoid spoilers right off the bat. But even avoiding spoilers, it's going to be kind of hard to talk about this movie. But uh, yeah, what were you going to say? No, it is a difficult thing to talk about. Uh, I am obviously very. Uh, 
anti-spoiler, but I feel like with Nolan, you kind of know you're getting a concept of some sort. And I feel like with Nolan, as soon as he released the title Tenet, which itself is a palindrome, you mm-hmm. kind of could figure out where he's going with the, uh, the he loves to play with time. And so you can kind of figure out how he's going to go uh, as far as conceptually goes on this. Um, and a lot of the things I would talk about non-spoilery are things you kind of know about Nolan. Um, he doesn't, for whatever reason, prioritize audible dialogue. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, know why. I, 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 I don't know why this continues to be a thing with him where it's like, if you don't have subtitles when you watch a Nolan movie, you're going to be lost at least yeah. 20 to 25% of the time. I read three or four articles uh, before we got on to the podcast today about the sound issue, which apparently, I, and I did not realize this was a, a major talking point about this movie. I, I saw it on Monday. Uh, I, I was, that was the, the main thing that I came out of this movie going, man, if I could have just heard some of the things that they were saying just before they did this and that and the other thing, then I think I would have been able to really get on board. I still don't think I would have understood every single thing, right. but I would have been able to kind of like know what they were trying to do um and um and i read a f- several and and like one guy in one article is like well nolan has gotten uh, his sound team's gotten eight academy award nominations and they've won five so it speaks for itself and i'm like speak uh, in what way <laughs> I mean, what does the Oscars mean when you can't hear anything? I understand also that, you know, they may have it mixed a certain way and then they go into a theater and it goes completely different. I'm with a longtime movie theater projectionist. I totally understand that, that aspect of it. Um, you're not always going to have the perfect mix. And even if you do have the perfect mix, you got customers who come out and they say things about things and you make adjustments and you're trying to find this weird balance and everything. Still, I don't, I feel like the same, when I hear all these defenses of Nolan's sound, I feel like I'm back where uh, we were with uh, that Game of Thrones episode that was so dark. Oh yeah. And and everybody was like, oh, well you don't have your TVs calibrated (laughs) just so, you know, and I'm like, oh really? Well, everything else looks pretty good even the dark scenes but i watched this one game of thrones and my tv is bad um but uh yeah i was i was feeling the same way about this and and then there's been defenses like well there's some things that you just have to kind of get the gist of and they're okay with that and like i I don't know i i mean to me i feel like i should be able to hear everything i feel like that's an easy thing to fix i think there's there's also the kind of the one-two punch of nolan films uh, a lot of them at least where they're also so uh, conceptually confusing that you Mm -hmm. need three or four times to watch them to understand what's going on anyway. Mm -hmm. And so if they're conceptually confusing and you also can't hear a quarter of the dialogue, it just, it results in a a very, um, not great experience, especially the first time through. So I felt the same way about Dunkirk conceptually, where it was like, okay, this is probably really brilliant, but I'm going to need to watch it a couple more times before I can really understand what he's doing with the timeline here. Mm -hmm. I I get that they're stretched or squeezed parts of the same timeline, but in order for me to process that, I'm going to have to go through this a couple more times. And this movie is that times 10. Like, Mm -hmm. so it's, it's just one of those things with Nolan where I guess maybe he wants you to be confused the first time because he wants his movies to be, you know, to have a level of um, 
maze to them that you have to actually work your way through. That seems to be the intent. I can't imagine mm-hmm. that's not the intent. Yeah, I, I think so. I, um, I, I, he may know that you're going to need multiple viewings to watch this. So who cares if the dialogue, you don't catch it uh, right away. And right. Everything. The unfortunate thing about this movie coming out at this time is that if you do want to go back, you have to go back and risk doing the COVID stuff yep. again and again. And it doesn't matter how comfortable you were the first time. The more and more you try to chance this, the more chances you have of getting it. Right. And and and, and there was an article I also ran by that said, I want to watch Tenet again, unfortunately. <laughs> and it was just about that same thing. And yeah. I was feeling that after I got done with this movie, I was like going back to my car and I was like, I need to see this movie again, but I don't know when. I don't yeah. know when I'm going to watch it again because you know it may be I'm I've already after this one this one foray out in the public like this I'm already going I need to cool it for a bit and then I'll I'll go back out later if uh you know but anyway it, it, it's one of those two things like critically how do you handle that right like mm-hmm. do you hold it against the movie that it's not a great first time experience is that right. something you should actually take you know quote unquote points away or whatever from mm-hmm. a movie or it, does the movie stand on its own as a repeated work of art you know if you if you just look at a, a piece of uh, you know wall art one time and just like yeah mm-hmm. that, that doesn't mean much to me does that make it any less of a piece of art than if you had come back to it and go oh now i see these colors over here now i understand more of what he's doing over here like mm-hmm. how do you handle that critically and I, I don't know that i have an answer because Really, the main things I didn't like about this movie are things that will clear up with multiple viewings, I believe. So yeah. it's 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 difficult to know where to land on that initial grade. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's the biggest thing that's been messing with me on this the whole time is uh, how do I grade this? I was actually considering giving this an incomplete. Yeah, no, that's I think that's actually the fairest grade. I think that's mm-hmm. the fairest way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I'm I, I'm going to say this. I will say that uh, the things that uh, Nolan is doing here with time and everything is really cool. It's cool to see on screen. Definitely. Um, the 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 you know this this whole you know the stuff that you've seen in the trailer is is just really kind of the surface of what you think you know about this movie. Um, but. Um, you know, the, and and I, I can't wait to see it again because of, you know, having that knowledge now of what they're going to be doing and everything. Uh, you know, I just want to see I just want to see it under the under that light, because a lot of the stuff they're doing seems really cool to me. It just seems like, oh, that is inspired. It's just that I don't know exactly what the objective is in every single instance. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew the objective in the final scenes because they actually go through and, and say, here is what. What we're doing and this is what this team's doing and this is what this team's but they don't uh they don't really i mean they do it they don't do it like as detailed on all the other missions that happen and, and i'm not and and then you have to also throw in all the little monkey wrenches and twists that they throw into the story right as well that that sort of also like even if you think you know what's going on there's like another motive or you know something else that that you weren't thinking of at the time beyond so, beyond the conceptual confusion there's also the confusion of who knows what who knew when who knew what who knows that they knew that they knew that the other person might have known like there mm-hmm. like it really is that many layers of Oh, I know what you know. Oh, I know that you know what I know. Oh, but I know that you know what I know that you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Where does it end? 
Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to settle on incomplete for my grade and we're going to go into spoilers. Are you, where, where are you at? I, I, that's I fine. mean, I no, I think that again, I think that's fair. I think I will settle on an a minus, uh, okay. as far as if, if you push me to give a grade right now, I'm going to say a minus, but I will repeat again that the things that bring it down to an a minus for me, because I actually loved this movie. I, I mm -hmm. even loved the experience as, as confused as I was. Uh, but the things that bring it down to an a minus are things I really do actually think will clear up over time i trust that christopher nolan has done the the homework to make this actually make sense once you've seen it a few times but it doesn't make sense to me yet but uh but anyway, so yeah, I think incomplete is fair, but I'll land on an A minus. Yeah, I mean, if you were to just say you must grade this, I would give it a B. But the, the problem is, is that it sound it it sounds too low uh, for what I'd be given for mm -hmm. what I for what I yeah. think I've seen, and I'd be the same way. I think everything that makes it goes down to a B would be fixed uh, after watching this movie five or six times, yeah. have subtitles, all these things that I enjoy about <laughs> being able to understand movies. So, um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so uh, let's go on to spoilers because you really, really, really need to get deep down into spoilers to talk about this movie. So let's do that. No spoilers! Kaiser He's Luke's what? father is actually Darth Vader. She's the sister and the daughter. I'm reading the books. So where do we start on this? Uh, I don't at, even fir know. at first, when I saw the trailer, I thought they were able to manipulate almost like Doctor Strange does. Uh objects in in real time mm -hmm. where it wasn't necessarily and, and i can't remember does dr strange when he when he he he, he makes that apple go from eaten to not eaten yeah he has like it, a time spell that he can reverse in forward time with or something yeah but it doesn't it doesn't reverse actual time no it reverses um, the the apple's time i think yeah it reverses the apple's time mm -hmm. and that's what i thought this was a big sort of play on when i saw the trailers it it takes about halfway through for them to say there's an actual time capsule that's in this movie. There's a there's a machine set up in one place, and there's another one at an airport. Um, I think there's one at an airport. Yeah, I mean the 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 science in this isn't the important thing, you know. It's but they do attempt to at least wave at it, uh, mm -hmm. which which is that it has to do with radiation and that there's some sort of uh, you know whatever chemical compound that can radiate objects or people to be able to reverse the way they interact with time uh, mm -hmm. is basically what it is so yeah so there are chambers where that do that for objects and people yeah and uh you're able to go into this chamber and you can go into the inverted time or whatever um where everything sort of like goes backwards as you go forwards or in there in everybody else's perspective i guess you're going <laughs> Uh, that, that's the, that's the sort of the headache that I have going through all this because there is another perspective where everybody else is going forwards and they think you're going backwards or whatever. Yeah. It's really um, like an on off switch. It really mm -hmm. is just an on off switch for objects. Either you're going forward in time or you're going backward in time. Mm -hmm. And if other people have are switched to the binary that you're on, they're going to appear to be going forward. But if they're not, they're going to appear to be going backward. Right. Uh, so it just depends on which binary you're on, how the world around you looks or acts. 
Yeah, and uh, at first, when there's a there's the fight between John David Washington and who we don't know who it is yet uh, in the airport when they're looking for that painting. Um, uh, the 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 I thought that the fight did seem like I was sitting there I was sitting there watching this very intently during the first time we see the fight because I thought is it possible that they shot this backwards and then moved it forwards yeah. when they did this uh, because there's certain movements that do that now I think they did shoot it well I don't know I think they I shot don't it both know if ways. they did. I, I think, you think they did? Yeah, I think they're editing together both types of filming. I think they're filming forward at some points, filming backward. Uh, that first fight uh, at the end, for instance, he flies out of that door, um, mm -hmm. which uh, you know I immediately knew later that explosion was going to propel him through that door in the other direction in time or whatever. But that mm -hmm. is obviously shot backwards, right? Like that yeah, is yeah, that yeah. is clearly shot backwards. And then yeah. there are other moments where I think it's clearly shot forward. So I, mm -hmm. I think he's using both to convey. Um, the weirdness of what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see if that was the that was the actual case on this. Uh, you're you're introduced early on to the whole idea of inverted objects after John David Washington does that, uh, which is a it's a great opening scene in IMAX. If you have a chance to watch it in IMAX, that that symphony uh, scene at the beginning. Uh, right after that, uh, he is uh, he is introduced to Tenet and. Uh, um, the the uh, actress who played Fleur Delacour in the Harry Potter uh, <laughs> movies uh, tells tell you know tells him about inverted objects is like all these objects here have the ability basically to go in reverse but you have control over them well, too. Well, no, I think. It, it... <laughs> Only in that, it, here's, again, this is part of the hand-waving of the, the science. The objects don't have the ability to go in reverse. They are in reverse. Those okay. objects are in the other binary. They are heading backward in time. So once you realize it, even if you are forward in time, you can interact with them based on them running backwards. So, for instance, to pick it up, you just act. You just think that you're dropping it, and the object mm. will react to that in reverse time because it knows that's you know where it has to go, kind of thing. Okay. So, it, again, it's not it's not something easy to uh, or or possibly not even something that makes actual sense. But that is what the movie is telling you that something that is in that other binary will react to you in reverse ways in reverse time. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, so and I was having a really tough time with that because once they once they talked about these objects and then it got and then it gets further down deep into the the time traveling that's going on and everything. I was just like I, I, I actually couldn't understand the beginning part anymore once mm -hmm. that happened because once you know once he's catching bullets with his gun so and, and all that I was like okay this is about objects it's not about actual being able to really physically go back in time or in, in 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 forward in time and everything so when they actually introduce all of that that's when it went back and I was like I don't know what to think of that original stuff but I like the way you explained it there yeah um, it's it's such a weird concept because you know there's that moment where they're explaining what happens when a human is in the other binary and traveling in reverse and that you have to wear an oxygen mask because mm -hmm. even though you're moving backward in time the elements around you are moving forward in time and so you actually have to have reverse oxygen mm -hmm. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. your body can't you know metabolize it or breathe it in unless you do like that stuff is fascinating to think about and again i don't know that any or all of it holds together i haven't had you know the ability to process that uh but it's it's certainly fun to think about so yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, exactly. That's what. I, that's why I can't wait to watch it more times. Is yeah. just to finally get a grasp on everything. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the movie's set up in. I guess it's got uh, what three or four big set pieces in it. The the uh, symphony part at the beginning. The uh, first airport scene uh, where they're trying to find that painting, um, and then actually going back to the airport to do that same thing. Well, to be the opposite that be the antagonist the other essentially side. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, which is funny because they call John David Washington's character the protagonist, or or he keeps referring to himself as the protagonist yeah. in this movie. But um, yeah, sort of the, that same thing in reverse, and then the big, huge, like military style op at the end, uh, which is God, that that's going to be in uh, in and of itself dissected There's over the, and over. That that uh, exploding the same building two different directions in time is one of the coolest things I've ever. <laughs> Spectacular in movies ever. I, it's yeah. it's unbelievable. Just the the ability to think of that, and then the ability to pull it off visually like that is just. I mean, it's it's mind blowing. It really it, is. Yeah, it was a jaw dropping moment for yeah. sure. Because you're just like you're like oh oh. Oh my God! What the, oh my God! I can't wait to actually. Yeah, again, this is just going to be a theme. I can't wait to watch this again, just for that for that reason. And it leads to so many other little cool things too, where you know John David Washington sees the sees the tags uh, of a of a dead uh, soldier in in one of this in in this thing when they're looking for that algorithm thing, mm-hmm. which is another is another artifact that they throw in this movie that uh, throws me off quite a bit. Yeah, I mean. Uh, they're, they're very MacGuffin-y with that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's it, there's not a lot of explanation as to, you know, wh- why, quote-unquote, the algorithm works. And a lot of that is is hidden in the fact that this stuff, that they don't even know, because this stuff is coming from the future. Mm-hmm. So that's the other part of this whole plot, is that the, the tech that they have is only there because people figured it out in the future and then came back far enough to plan it in, you know, this time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the, I, I did like the, the whole thing at the end where, where, you know, Pattinson is talking to they're they've, they've won and Pattinson's like, I gotta go back. Cause you know, somebody's got to, you know, you gotta, uh, unlock like, that door. That bomb. Yeah. Unlock the door. And, um, and, uh, John David Washington knows he's going to die mm-hmm. and he refrains from saying it, but it looks like Pattinson knows he, he almost, knows, knows, yeah. he, he knows that he's going to die here. And, uh, and, uh, I love the, the, the thing where, you know, he you know, he goes, well, who recruited you to this and everything? He's like, I thought you'd know by now you did, Yeah, you know, way off, way off in the future. Um, so here's a question and, when they make the inevitable next movie, is it a sequel or a prequel? Oh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> you could do any, either way they want to, couldn't I? It's probably both considering the conceit on this but yeah 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 for sure um so yeah um what else to say about this because i know that well here's um, one thing that i that i am having a lot of fun processing with this movie is just taking someone's perspective and living the movie through their perspective for instance you you mentioned for instance you mentioned robert pattinson's character mm-hmm. you know for that last scene for him he's in the reverse or yeah, the reverse binary to start with. And they're working in coordination, the two teams that are, one's going one way and one's going the other way. He swaps halfway through because he sees that there is a booby trap to the cave that they're going to. And he's trying to warn uh, Washington um, 
and uh, whoever's uh, is somebody with him? I think. Yeah, there is somebody with Any, him. Anyways, um, yeah. Anyways, he's trying to warn them, so he's like honking behind them. Now he's going forward in time with them. They go in. Everything happens in there. He's hanging out. Uh, up top trying to help out there you know with the forward team he meets up with them at the end still in forward time as they are and doesn't really know what happened down there and then they explain it to him he's like you know oh do you know anybody else that could you know jimmy a lock like that uh and he's like no he's like so then he realizes okay i've got to go reverse again Mm -hmm. go back and help them out underneath and that's where my life ends like so for him you know you kind of see how that twists and turns and it makes sense like that's what's been fun for me is to kind of as you start to deeper to think about the characters and what they're going through i really think nolan has thought this through like i think it all conceptually at least makes sense and so that's been a really fun part for me on thinking back and just kind of going okay what about from this person's perspective and you know it makes sense so yeah i i i think that's one thing that we've been able to rely on with no one is no matter how complex the the uh plot is that he sets up inception is one of those when you watch mm-hmm. it the first time you're not exactly sure uh you know i think inception might have been a little bit easier for me to understand than this movie uh on the first try but yeah. even i mean inception you have to watch it many times before you finally get it but um but uh in inception uh has everything plotted planned through i mean just everything it's almost annoying how much he's got planned <laughs> you know because yeah. it's, it's just one of those things where it's like well, what about this and some scientists will be like well i did something for the inner ear and blah 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 and you know you're just like okay you just so just thought of everything then okay gotcha well there's, um, there's that whole thing with being shot with a, a an inverted bullet right mm-hmm. and she gets shot with and by the way we haven't talked about elizabeth debecky yet who oh, is yeah. just great in this movie yeah. and i love that this movie more than others I've seen her in doesn't try to hide her height Uh, I really felt like she was a tall woman in this movie which I'm just so glad to see there's Um, a great scene just a just a regular shot of her walking out of like a kitchen or something mm -hmm. like that and she towers over the guy Mm -hmm. that is walking out with her and everything and I was like oh yeah that yeah exactly they they didn't hide it this time yeah exactly right yeah Um, but anyways the inverted you know getting shot with an inverted bullet they even talk about how the uh, mechanics of that are different than getting shot with a regular bullet and then they have to invert her to help her heal from that bullet wound because if she stays non-inverted that wound isn't going to heal right because of the way the bullet came through her um (laughs) it's just like all that stuff is just like man i just love that there's it reminds me of a great escher painting or Mm -hmm. you know a great bach symphony where he would play with how bach has symphonies that can be played backwards and forwards by the way like you know other artists have done this where they love playing with the form because their brain works that way and i just i just really really love that it's just so right up my alley i just love to think about that stuff so this yeah. this movie definitely uh, scratches that itch i uh i i had an idea to watch this movie backwards uh you know when when i get a chance to not that it's really uh feasible but it would be nice if nolan like actually you know made the, made the movie where you could watch it that way well i would not be surprised if there is an actual fulcrum point now i haven't done any of this math and i may be completely wrong Somebody mm-hmm. will do it eventually. But I wouldn't be surprised if there is a fulcrum point in this movie where the airport scene 
is identically spaced from that point as to where it happens both times. Oh yeah, for now, sure. Now I I didn't uh, I thought we were going to end up back at the symphony. I thought this movie was going to be a palindrome. I thought we yeah. and 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 for some reason I thought they were talking about the symphony, but but they they he says go back to the Ukraine and yeah. everything, and I and that's where the symphony is. So and e- I so either yeah. this is just a different part of what was going on at the same time as the symphony, which is what I what I tend to believe because I I, I think Nolan would do that. That's fun, mm-hmm. right? That the movie itself yeah. is kind of a palindrome. But the the final scene doesn't play any of that stuff. Like you don't no. see any of the symphony. So I, I so I got confused. I wasn't sure if it actually was the same time or not. If I recall though, they he does say, and again, this is the dialogue that's hard to hear and everything. He does say we got to go back to the Ukraine during that time. The symphony. I think he said something like yeah. that during the time the symphony was going. I on. do too. Yeah. Um. You know, he he knows that he's going back to that particular time. And yeah, it would have. It, it's interesting that they decide to go back to that time, but they don't show any part of the. Symphony symphony as sort of a mind-blowing type of thing right you know john david washington ran into himself then too and he didn't know oh i thought for uh, sure that bullet that the his first experience with inverted bullets where the the piece of next to the chair kind of remade itself i thought for sure he had shot that bullet i thought for sure we were going to find out that that was him and you know know what i can't you know (laughs) we'll we'll, there'll be theories later on that that will say yeah that is what that was somehow some way yeah right yeah you know like you know it doesn't say it in the movie explicitly but if you think about the way everything works and everything mm-hmm. you know the the somebody will have a theory that will back that up but um but yeah i thought it was going to go back to that as well because there's a lot going on in that symphony uh part that is is just is weird like um isn't that where he finds that uh technology in the first place like yes. uh yes because there because there's there's the bombs and and then i was i was con- i didn't know if there was like a, a, an extra thing that they took out with them in that symphony thing and the, i was confusing that with the bombs because everything's a box in this in mm-hmm. this movie yeah uh but when he throws that bomb up there and it blows up and everything i i was like oh okay well there's i guess there was no te- i had forgotten that they had brought out that technology from the, sim- the mm-hmm. symphony itself then it got stolen i guess after that um taken by whoever mm-hmm. um after that yeah i uh, i i I love what Nolan does. I love the fact that their relationship is a palindrome, you know, that they're, and, and I'd seen, it's not like I haven't seen some of these concepts before. There's a great Doctor Who arc uh, where the the woman that Doctor Who uh, eventually falls in love with and, and that kind of stuff, they have that kind of, they have a palindrome relationship. Uh, mm-hmm. He meets her for his first time uh, on the day she dies. And then they go in reverse, like, you know, so Uh-oh. it's, it's, so it's, I love that concept. And, and, you know, for these for for Robert Pattinson's character to have this deep and meaningful relationship with a person who doesn't you know, who's just meeting them is it's a really interesting thing to think about. And it actually does make me want, you know, see prequels or whatever they'll be called, mm-hmm. you know, to this thing, because I would like to see how they, you know, event you know, worked their way through their relationship. That would be fun for me. And I think you could do interesting, you know, different kind of projects that with that, that wouldn't feel the same, but, um, but yeah, I just, I, I really love so much about this movie. And that's why, like I said, I, I, if you make me give a grade, I'm going to say a minus because I know I had a really good time, but mm-hmm. I just, I need to watch it more. And that a minus may go to a B plus if I find things that don't 
make sense to me or it falls apart or whatever i don't think that's likely i think it's much yeah. more i think it's much more likely that this will migrate towards an a uh for yeah, me we'll but up. but um but we'll see we'll see what do we think of uh kenneth Branagh in this movie <laughs> uh i like him uh i like yeah, him as an actor too. and i i like that he chews scenery and he seems mm -hmm. to chew it well he seems mm -hmm. to chew it in a way that you go yeah you're going for it kenneth but also feels authentic to the character his bad yeah. guys like the, the the one in this film always feel authentic to me they they feel lived in they feel like they have true motives they feel you know like a, a real um human psychopath if that makes yeah, sense. yeah i i didn't really notice anything like totally off but i was reading a review the other like just this morning somebody was like he's cutting off slices of ham or something like that that's how oh he definitely I, chews the scenery but again i think it just, works i i really i do. just I, I i thought it was i thought it was right i thought it was mm -hmm. well done i didn't i wasn't sitting here going man he's i felt like he was more affected in murder on the orient express than he was in sure in this movie uh, because he's doing uh, you know he's doing almost a comical mm -hmm. character and that but but uh i that he is so serious and so dangerous and you know has that russian accent um uh, i thought he did a pretty good job there um uh, yeah there is probably a million other things to talk about this movie just the problem <laughs> is don't know we don't know everything aaron knows more than i do obviously i uh just i had uh I, I i enjoyed the set pieces i just couldn't understand where everything was coming from um in, in all of this and like i said said a hundred times just need to see it again yeah i have a, i have a couple other things that have gone through my head uh number one uh this movie handles i'm gonna call it time travel uh which it technically is they are they mm -hmm. are traveling backward in time but it's not the kind of time travel you're used to it's not right. an entry point exit point time travel it's a progressive time travel mm -hmm. um and it handles it in kind of a uh, 12 monkeys kind of way or at least allows that to be a possibility where it says uh in fact it's a big part of the dialogue in this movie is the, the dialogue you can hear in this movie uh is about how uh, robert pattinson's character believes things are set they just are the way they are and people make the choices they make but there's a determined a way things have happened and will continue to happen. I love that concept. It is probably the primary philosophical concept that runs through my brain is the uh, the way that you can balance free will with determinism because I think mm -hmm. both seem valid in their own ways. Mm -hmm. And I think making peace with the idea of free will and determinism coexisting, uh, again, is like the primary philosophical thing my brain has warred with. Uh, and so seeing it in movies like this is always fun for me. And in 12 Monkeys mm -hmm. does the same thing. Ironically enough, the first Bill and Ted movie is is yeah. pretty consistent that way. The first Terminator runs, uh, yeah. runs along this too. The, yeah. the, the time loop where anything that uh, is going to happen is going to ha it will happen anything mm -hmm. that has happened will yeah. happen they keep saying that all the way through this movie too uh whatever happened happens well, actually you're talking about patents and he's the one who says it most of the time mm -hmm. yeah but um but the the loot and it does it in uh harry potter and the uh prisoner of azkaban too where they go they use that time turner mm -hmm. uh thing the time loops are hard to get around a lot of times i you know for me <laughs> i don't believe in the rules that they set up for sure. these things at all right um um, I, it's a, you know, and again, nobody knows how time travel really actually is, would work. Um, but, um, but like, I, I never believed that, like, especially like in, uh, and 
I don't know if, if uh, you know, Prisoner of Azkaban is the best example, but, you know, the idea that Hermione is using this thing to take two classes in one hour uh, and everything, it's like, well, if you didn't run into yourself, then you're not going to run into yourself. But I, I have right. always thought to myself, what prevents that? If you if you were to do the time you you were do you do the cl- the class once and you do the time turner thing and then you decide I'm going to go meet myself what would prevent it <laughs> you know but then again if you didn't see yourself in that first time then how could you have ever seen yourself you know it's one of those you know those type right. of things uh, but. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, yeah, I, I I know I know what you mean. Those those kind of things are really fun to think about. And with the uh, the Elizabeth uh, Debicki character uh, being there, uh, arriving back after he has after she's killed him, and you see her and her son, you know, coming back to the boat. And mm-hmm. I think this this is an interesting part of the movie for me that I, that I want to try to re contextualize is because I think we're supposed to feel like, oh, good, they don't have to deal with him anymore. But I don't think that's what the movie's saying. I think the movie's saying that was a a further progressed version of him that he killed and that mm-hmm. he they're still going to have the same experience with him that they did before. So I, I, I wasn't paying a lot of attention to her emotions in that mm-hmm. scene when she saw herself. Because I think my mind was processing, oh, she's probably happy for herself. But I think she may be sad knowing that that person still has to deal with all the things that she's going to deal with. But eventually we'll have this moment uh, on the boat. So yeah. things like that, I'm, I'm, again, excited to go back and look at. And then the other thing I wanted to bring up is something that Nolan has always kind of overlaid his movies with. Is he loves making movies that can also be a metaphor for making movies. Yeah, um, yeah. And that has always been underneath, you know, as part of the subtext of what he does. And I think it's here as well, too, because the idea of editing a film is exactly like this movie. The idea of, you know, doing stuff in a progression and then going back in time and change, you know, figuring out how this works here and how that works there. And I mean, you call the main character the protagonist. I mean, it's it's mm, right there it's on right the there. surface at times. Um, so it's yeah, it's it's the idea of crafting a a narrative through time travel uh, that that I think is is also a you know something that that Nolan's doing here, which shouldn't be a surprise because you know it's kind of been Inception is very much about movie making as well in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. So yeah. oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I uh, so yeah, I, I I liked this. Aaron definitely liked this. Yeah, I loved it. Um, uh, looking forward to seeing it uh, uh, fifteen more times in the future. Just not in the immediate immediate future. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe in another week or two, I'll I'll yeah. drag myself back into a theater and watch this with the knowledge that I have now, and uh, and sort of be able to follow it a lot better. But now, here's the really strange thing: uh, if you play this podcast in reverse it's the exact same conversation i don't I know. know i don't know if people will notice that if we don't tell them but uh it's uh... they they probably won't but you know <laughs> the you know there are some people out there who play us backwards yes just, yes just, you know just for fun so we just ruined the surprise for them well because... you know it was i i do what i can to spoil things but uh, um, all right. Uh, any of you out there, have you seen Tenet? Uh, tell us what you think. Go to Syncast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook. We're also on uh, CinemaSins Twitter, Music Video Sins Twitter, uh, SoundCloud. We're also on Discord. And if you want to get on Discord, you 
can go to the Reddit page and find our link on the right side of the page there. Or you can go to Facebook and private message me there. Where can people find you, Aaron? Uh, I hang out on a weekly podcast where we go behind the scenes of the Sins world called Behind the Sins. Uh, that's with myself and Jonathan and Danae from the Sins mm-hmm. team. Uh, I also do a weekly pop culture podcast called Sift Pop. And uh, there are also uh, articles and reviews that happen at siftpop.com. That's S-I-F-T-P-O-P. Uh, and above anything else, if you want to just hang out and chat movies or whatever, hook up with me on Twitter. It's at Aaron Dicer. Uh, my DMs are open. So, you know, just let me know if there's if you have any questions about Tenet. I'm sure I'd, I'd love to discuss them because it's that kind of movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for this mini pod. It's Chris Atkinson and Aaron Dicer. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com.